Hello and welcome to Witchy Wellness Radio. I'm your host, Lauren Cholantani, women's holistic health coach and fellow recovering perfectionist. This podcast was created to show you that your body is not in the way, it is actually leading your way. I am very particular about the type of CBD and hemp products that I use. There's so much hype and lack of testing and quality in the industry. So the company that I love and use is Evo Hemp. Not only do they have a beautiful product like hemp seeds, CBD oil, gummies, even hemp chocolate, protein bars, protein powder. They also support a 40-acre co-op farm in Minnesota, which is farmer-owned, focusing on bringing quality and innovation back to Black, Indigenous, and other socially disadvantaged farmers. So if you are looking into trying any type of CBD or hemp products, head over to evohemp.com. The link is in the show notes and make sure you use code witchy, W-I-C-T-H-Y for 20% off of your purchase. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Witchy Wellness Radio. Again, this is the show you learn how your body and emotions are not in the way. They're actually leading the way. And today we have the amazing Gina Seer here on to talk about past lives and past life regression. We're going to get very witchy with it today. Gina has been helping people feel more in tune with their true nature and vitality since 2002. By using hypnosis, Gina guides clients to experience and learn from their past lives so that they can make the most out of this life, which is what I love about past life stuff. Welcome, 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 Miss Gina. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm happy to have you here too and dive. I mean, I was like looking at my calendar for the week for interviews. And I'm like, this is great. We're, we got all the witchy ladies lined up this week including this. Um, I was kind of like turned off my past life for a while, not turned off because I was always scared. I would put more emphasis or I would care more about the past life than actually this life. And it wasn't until the past four or five years that I've gotten into it. It wasn't that I wasn't a believer in them. I just was like, I'm going to fantasize about that life and not this life. So I'm all about the past life, alternative lives, for me, just like all the timelines, because I know the work that I'm doing now ripples out, ripples out. And yeah. Yeah. yeah, I get excited because I have a really good therapist and she asked me once recently, she was like, if you're going to visit this life from another life, what do you want this life to be about? Like, what do you want this to be a well for? And that, when she asked me that, it was like, of course it's like, Oh, it's just a, it was just such a way to think about it that I was like, yes. So I love that. And, and a lot of us doing this healing work have lifetimes of um, whether it's just harassment or like murder for the work that we're doing. Um, And so to get over that, yeah, is a big, big hump. And I think even just the somewhere in us knows it might be dramatic. And I think that that's a barrier for some people to like, I'm so curious as to what if you were resistant, what switched you enough to like schedule your first appointment? It probably because my friend started doing it. She's a beautiful energy healer. And then she just started when she was doing energy work, started doing past life regressions where she would see the past lives. 
So I got into it that way. And it was this beautiful combination of like an energy healing session with this past life and like the themes that were coming up and in your life right now. Um, so that's, that's how I got into it just naturally without, of course, without even trying, it came, it came to me when I needed to hear it, when needed to see it, just like if you're listening to this podcast and you're either getting triggered or you're like really interested, you're hearing this for a reason. Um, Mm -hmm. so it just flowed into my life pretty naturally. And I'm going to transition it beautifully and ask you, how did it flow into your life? <laughs> was it, well, was it something that kind of knocked you on the head or was this this kind of overall kind story? Of slow, yeah. uh, weird story. And it's definitely a story where I, I am seeing my life now where I can see what I think of as my future self dropping hints for my yep. current self. Um, so I was always interested in fitness and mental health. Like I was a psychology major and was like getting straight A's and I'm like, well, this can't be, (laughs) I'm a little nervous as to why I'm getting straight A's, which is like self-worth issues, which, you know, I can see now, but anyway, um, so I was always doing, um, like work around like health, fitness, that sort of thing. And I would always, when I was working with my clients in college and stuff, I would always really hit home the mental part of it because I knew for me, Um, and just from working with clients, I knew like the mental piece of it is like, if you don't enjoy what you're doing, I don't care what it is, you're not going to do it long. And the amount of time that you're doing, it's going to be hell. So like find something that you enjoy. And so a lot of the way I work with clients had to do with more like intrinsic motivation. Like, what do you want to do? And I personally just am someone who is very introspective and reflective and, uh, have to a fault cleaned up my side of the street and then like tried to clean up other people's side of the street too. So even though that's something, that is something for me, I have to put the brakes on and like the gas is just regularly going for that. So on my personal journey, it was kind of like everything that I was learning in the health, wellness, mental health space, I would just kind of pass to my clients. And it got to a space where it was like, I could tell this was like my late thirties or late twenties. And I was like, I had, I could just, I had so much anxiety. I like had the corporate job and I bought my house and all of these things. And it was like, I'm just as unhappy as I was before I started all these things, you know? And so I started doing a lot with like neuroplasticity and changing like the way my brain works to feel more positive emotions. And then naturally I saw how that benefited literally every part of my life, including the foods I craved and how I felt moving my body. So I would just funnel all of that to my clients. Um, and then I got into more like corporate consulting roles. I just, it's easy when you're an entrepreneur to like start climbing ladders, even though you got out of there. So you didn't have to climb a ladder anyway. So, um, I started doing more corporate consulting as like my main gig, but I still would always have a few clients on the side. And in my personal life, I was really trying to tackle this anxiety and just this existential dread that I always fucking felt. Sorry. I don't know if I can swear on this podcast. Okay, good. (laughs) Um, so I was just looking into different things and hypnosis was one of the things that came up. And uh, kind of through a series of events, I started seeing a woman and I was seeing her for my anxiety, like in this life. I don't even, I knew about reincarnation. I had read 
many lives, many masters, but it just like, I loved it, but it never even crossed my mind is this is something I'm going to do. And so, um, I was seeing this woman and she was a hypnotist and she actually helped me get rid of a ton of anxiety, a ton of fears around like the paranormal, whether it's ghosts or aliens or whatever. Um, she helped me get rid of, I had this reoccurring, it's like a rage sore in my nose and she helped me heal that and helped me understand what would bring this on. It was like, I don't know if you get like cuts in your nose where it's like, you just touch it and it's like, ah, anyways, now when I get it, it's like, what am I searing angry about <laughs> that I'm not talking about? So, um, her and I did a ton of work together, uh, and just probably over the course on and off of like two years. And I got to a point where I was like, you know, I feel like this stuff is, some of this stuff is deeper. I mean, her and I even went to like, when I was in my mom's womb, I mean, we were all over in this lifetime. And so I, I'm a twin and my twin sister was kind of on the same path. And she was like, I found a guy in St. Paul. We lived in, we lived in Minneapolis at the time. She's like, I found a guy at St. Paul. I'm going to go to him for past life regression. And she went, had an amazing experience. And I was like, Whoa, I got to do this. And still I had like resistance to doing it. It was just seemed like something that I maybe wouldn't be good at, or I don't know. It was just like, Ooh, I want to do that, but not right now. It's kind of the vibe. And then, um, my partner at the time we were not married and, uh, we're actually not married right now, but, <laughs> but we're still very much partnered. We were not married, but we were kind of thinking like, we want to commit, but like, what does that look like? Is that a marriage? Da, 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 da. Well, you run the numbers. The society is set up to um, like give their partner privilege is a real thing. And just to have someone to go through life with, even to split things financially is benefit. So we had decided like, okay, let's get married, but I'm not a wedding person, but I wanted to make it special. And that's where I stayed for like a year. And one day Alex, my partner was like, you know, and this is just how we are. He was like, you know, I can see that you want things, but you're like blocked and you won't do it. I mean, even little things like we were taking these Krav Maga lessons, which is like if martial arts and street fighting had a baby. And so he, he wanted me to go every Wednesday and Saturday. And I was like, I cannot, no way am I going to commit to something on every Saturday? Like, absolutely not. And he's like, but you love it. And I'm like, still, I will not do it. And he was just like, what is this? He's like, it doesn't matter to me if we get married. I just want to be with you. Like he, so we were going through all these things. And finally, that was the thing where I was like, yeah, what are these commitment issues? And I went into a past life regression with the intention of understanding and healing what I viewed as commitment issues. And through this past life regression, um, I was shown a life where I had gotten married and basically just fucking fumbled it, like got married did not put any effort into it. He was a very, he was actually, it wasn't Alex. Um, I would be shocked if it was Alex, but it wasn't Alex because I've seen him in many past lives. But the energy was similar of just this really kind, open soul. Um, and so it was, it ended with a lot of silence and just nothing. Like I was just so numb by the end of that life. And anyways, I came out of it and was able to see not only that it wasn't a fear of commitment, it was a fear of failure. 
And that to me, the moment I realized it's a fear of failure, not a fear of commitment, it was like, oh shit, I'm going to be fine. Like I, I'm so mindful. I'm so respectful. Like at the time I was like, so codependent. I didn't even know it, but I was like, yo, relationships, like I got this, (laughs) you know? Um, And so the fear of failure thing was like, oh, this isn't an issue at all. But it was interesting because this is what I love about hypnosis is like, I went in for one thing. And undoing that, it also kind of pulled in the tendrils and dissolved the tendrils of other things that contribute to this bigger issue. Like I was an entrepreneur, I worked from home, um, or if I was working with a client, I'd be somewhere else. But sometimes by the time Alex got home from his corporate job, I would just have this feeling of resentment in me, like, oh, you're finally home. And (laughs) however, if you ask my logical mind, it was like, yeah, it's 630. I love being home alone. I love that I don't have to go into an office. Like, why am I feeling all this resentment when logically it doesn't make sense? And even just um, the little bit of healing methods that we did in the session, I was able to get not only get rid of that, but totally understand it, understand where it came from. So I could like forgive myself for doing that. And uh, yeah, it was incredible. And so I would go get a past life regression every time that I could see that in my life where it's like, I know why this person shouldn't trigger me, but I can't stop it. And then to be able to kind of connect those dots and, and, um, and so I would just do that. And then at the same time, I was just climbing more ladders in the wellness industry and the corporate wellness. I mean, I I have a lot to say about the wellness industry in general, but the corporate wellness industry is especially despicable and disgusting. Um, And so I was just finding more and more of that out. And so I was testing some things in my business and was basically long story short was like, if this wellness thing doesn't turn out like I want it, like I'm done, I'm done with this industry. I'm done with this job. And it was like, I did the thing, the test group that I was doing, I got what I thought I got. And I was like, I'm done. I'm done working here. I'm done in wellness. And so at the time I had like a professional speaking career too. So I was like hitting these conference circles, like in the fall of every year. And it was like, I made a decision that I was done in August and I had at least, I mean, the longest contract I had was six months left on the contract. And so I had to like go through the speaking because I also got paid for a lot of the speaking. So go through the speaking, do a really light sell. So people don't try to buy from me because I'm like getting out of business. And I finished up the year. um, And by December, I had this thought drop in and it was like hypnosis is what basically it was like hypnosis is what you're going to do. And I was just like, no, (laughs) I don't want to be a weird ass hypnotist. Just, I want to be someone who just has a normal job and just goes to their job and doesn't have all these emotions about life. Well, that's not the body I picked. So I resisted it for like four months and was like meditating and journaling. And I was like, basically closed down my business and, and finding me finding what I wanted to do was turned into my full-time job. And then finally, after like two months of that, I just called the guy who I used to go to for past life regression. And he was like, well, I don't teach, but here's who I would recommend you going to. And he gave me a couple names. And one woman was like, not leading a training anytime soon. And I did my first training in June of 2018. And 
when I went to that training, I was just like mind blown on how much you can do with hypnosis. And I taught yoga for 10 years. And so it's easy for me to be like, Hey, at the end of a yoga class, we're all in trance. Like we should use this. Or I was a massage therapist for a while. And that like, that is like, you are in trance. And so it was just like this nonstop faucet of ideas on how I could use hypnosis but I've just always had a love for past life regression and just how entertaining it can be while being totally healing. And it's wild to me. It's wild how, and it's one of the reasons why I started my podcast. It's wild how we can even just reading someone else's past life regression or listening to it or listening to them talk about how they took that information and integrated in our life. Even just hearing that can be helpful for us. And so it was just like, that's what I wanted to do. And, and I felt like, Oh, maybe I should diversify and try all these other things. And I just kept getting the information from my spirit guides were just like, literally, they said to me, be known for past life regression. Be that is your next step, be known for past life regression. That's not like the only step. But and it wasn't necessarily like, you're going to get famous, and then you'll be able to do your next thing. It was just like, act as if that is your goal. And we will provide. And so it was just this really um, cool thing. And I just slowly, slowly started building clients. And then I started my podcast so I could basically tell people what it was. Because a lot of people would be like, past life, okay, regression. I don't know how that's therapy. And what do you do with that now? (laughs) And I'm like, well, it's such a long story. So I just created a podcast instead to have those conversations and be able to kind of point people And, um, what turned out is like now in hindsight, this makes total sense, but now the hypnosis clients I get, it's pretty rare that I get someone who, who is not a podcast listener. And so in hypnosis, um, repetition is key. And so the more you go into that trance state, or the more you listen to someone's voice, the easier it is to get into that trance state. So by the time someone gets to me, like they've probably listened to like, even hundreds of hours of me troning on about past life stuff. So they're very much accustomed to my voice and kind of like shifting into a, like relax and observe, which is all you have to do to go into hypnosis is relax and observe. So uh, yeah, so that's what I do now. I'm actually creating a training to train other people to do it because I think a lot of the literature around it or education around hypnosis, I just think is incredibly outdated and whitewashed. (laughs) So just trying to um, be respectful in that area as a white person, but then also, um, I don't know, just creating more of an updated, I guess, variety, um, more applicable type of hypnosis for people today. Cause everybody's like, boop, 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 starting to wake up and they're just like, why do I feel this way? It's like, because you were murdered in a past life. <laughs> I mean, the show is witchy wellness and I'm sick, sitting here thinking, shit, I'm going to need to call Gina up because, you know, I have been moving a lot of energy the past year or two. And, and I know I've got these four, three, four of us total friends and I that are all moving energy the same way. And we're, we call, we call each other like witches, like we are our own little coven. Oh, you know what? We're going to have to tap into that. We're going to have to dive deeper into that because yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure. <laughs> and in the one-on-one sessions are so fun for me and, and the small group sessions are so fun. Like I yeah. was just um, like 
a month and a half ago in Sedona with a group of friends Ooh. for someone's birthday. And we, we did, there was a number of people there who kind of all contributed something. And the thing that I contributed was a group past life regression. And so it was really cool to lead it. Not only because I just like fell in love with these people. I am just like such a, I don't know what, but like love addict. And when it comes to a retreat, it's like, who are, who am I going to fall in love with this weekend? <laughs> yeah, totally. So I, yeah. Um, but to be able to sometimes what people get in a group kind of feeds off each other in terms of intuition. Uh, for a little bit, I ran a group where we would just explore and we would ask questions like all about spirit guides or all about aliens or all about like, you know, personal protection. And then when we would come, when they would come out, when I bring them out of that trance and we would talk about, it would be like, I don't know, I saw this and it didn't really make sense. And then someone would be like, I saw this and, and this is now makes sense with that thing that you saw. It's like crazy to see how groups of people and then groups of people who don't know each other. And then groups of people who do know each other like that. It's all so, so fun for me. I just, I can't even believe that I get paid for this. <laughs> yeah. And I, I can feel it. And it's, that's, that is when you, I call Dharma, right? Your, your, your passion, yeah. like what you're here to do. We've had hypnosis people who've done hypnosis before, but could you give us like your version of like past life regression hypnosis 101, like what that process is like? You mentioned trance state, yeah. but for someone who might not be familiar with it at all, can you give like a little overview, like what the rundown? For sure. So trance is a brainwave state somewhere between like a deep meditation and sleep. And I think deep meditation and trance really kind of overlap a little bit. And so when you're in that trance state, you are in like a, a brainwave state, you're not sleeping. And uh, it, I've only had one client ever fall asleep. And I, I think I'm rounding the corner on like almost 250 clients or something like that. But um, even then, it's pretty easy to get someone out because your subconscious mind is always listening. And so the thought is, is that we can access past lives because the thought is, is that in our subconscious mind holds every memory of everything that's ever happened to us. And so if you're a freaky weirdo, witch like me, you believe in past lives that includes past lives. So it's all in me. It's all affecting me, whether I believe it can see it or not. And, um, so when we go into that trance state, into that deep, deeply relaxed state, and I think this is why people have epiphanies when they meditate a lot too, because they just like go super deep. It's my understanding, and I don't, I don't know the science behind this. At some point, someone told me, and I don't remember. I'm not a science person at all. I'm just like here for the woo-woo. But the conscious mind is able to, it doesn't go away. It doesn't turn off. You're always aware. You're actually hyper aware in the trance state. And so it's just not in the driver's seat and it's mouth is taped shut <laughs> for the most part. And so they can, the conscious mind can still see it knows what's going on, but it's certainly not in control. And, um, and then that's when the conscious, the, the mind is able to move into that subconscious space where you're able to access these memories of past lives. Have you taken the anxious personality quiz yet? Real talk, not all anxiety is created equal, nor can you manifest the same way with it. 
Yes, that's true. You can manifest with your anxiety. I created this quiz so you can figure out how your anxiety manifests in your life, your emotions, your thoughts, and your actions. And when we have more insight into what our triggers and how to catch them faster, we're able to make lasting change and amplify what we want to manifest in our life. You can find out your anxious personality type at anxiousquiz.com. Learn to embrace and manifest with your anxiety today. Of your conception, time in your mom's womb, or early childhood memories, it's all the same when you think of past life regression. A question I get a lot is like, can you do um, hypnosis for this life? And, and yes, it's all the same. Or I, the way I do it, it's all the same. And so that's how we do it. We move into it. So in, a session with me includes, we. I do it all on Zoom now. Like, before the pandemic, I was only in person, um, was just like doing it online as a new hypnotist was really, really kind of nerve wracking. Like, oh my God, if I'm not in the same room with them, like what's that energy going to be like? Well, through the pandemic, I noticed that Zoom actually works way better because a key to quote being hypnotized, I'm not hypnotizing anyone. I'm creating the space. And then the person drops into hypnosis on their own uh, or being guided by my words. So the key for the client is to be relaxed and open to the experience. And most of us are pretty relaxed in our bedroom because that's like what we have to do there. Um, whether that goes smoothly or not <laughs> is a different thing. And, and so what I notice is that the sessions used to be when they were in person, the kind of like intake client chattiness or not chattiness, but client, um, where we chat about like their intentions, that sort of thing, it would be way more chatter filled. Um, small talk, uh, just like me not being able to control myself, asking questions that don't matter. <laughs> and, and so we would get into the actual trance, maybe like 30 or 40 minutes into the actual appointment. Um, and then we would be in trance for maybe 45 minutes or an hour. And that's almost, that is not how it goes. Now we talk for like 10, maybe 15 minutes, we go into trance and people are in trance for like an hour or an hour and a half. So I've had people um, be like, oh, I want to come see you in person. And it's like, um, well, I'm not really set up for that anymore. And we're like hot out of a pandemic. I don't know. Are we still in the pandemic? I feel weird even saying this out loud. Anyway, <laughs> um, please don't come at me. Anyway, so it works way better. Um, and so I just think, oh, this is even better because now I have, I actually have way fewer clients in Minneapolis, Minnesota than like I have the practice I have because I have the whole world um, is an option for a client, which is huge. And it's not only good for me, but it's even better for the client. So such a win-win. And it's just like how this stuff usually goes. So anyway, um, if you were, if, if listeners are interested in kind of like a breakdown of what a session looks like, I spend like over an hour talking about it in episode three of my podcast. So for sure go there, but that's basically, we go into trance, we experience these past life scenes. Most people move through a death scene. Some people don't, it's all very natural. Um, and our subconscious mind, one of its roles in our life is to protect us. So, um, I do think that people can get hurt in a hypnosis session. I do honestly clean up a lot of leftover shit from other hypnotists that clients come and they're just like, oh, I don't know. I had a session and it didn't really go good. And I can tell they're still like 
carrying something from it, whether it's like just messy, like messier trauma, or they feel bad about what they did or guilty because they ruined it or something. Um, so our subconscious mind really is there to protect us. And so as long as we find a hypnotist who is, uh, someone that we completely like we feel safe with them not we want to or we wish we were someone who felt safe with them we feel safe with them that that's the you are going to be safe in the session um so we move through the death scene and that's when I like to ask a lot of questions because I think I think death is just needs a rebrand totally in the world (laughs) but it's such a learning experience because a lot of times the thought that someone has on their mind as they leave their body, some not always, but it can really stick, like really stick. Like I have discovered death scenes where the, God, the thought I took with was like, you really fucked that up or you cannot trust yourself or you cannot trust anybody or you're never going to be good enough at this. Like shit like that. And that, I can see how that reverberated in my life. Um, And I think that that's pretty typical. I don't think it has to be. I think past life regression can lead to future lives that are even more smooth because we like finesse the death really well. Um, But that's when I like to reflect back. And I ask this question because it's like my selfish question where I go, was this a good life or a bad life or a hard life? How would you describe it? And, and sometimes they'll go, you know, whatever they say. And if they say something about like, it's, it was a good life. I always, I always ask what made it that way, but in that space, right. If they go, it was a good life. I always go, what made it that way? And it is always every single time includes simplicity time with a small group of people that you love, even if it is just yourself, like a life alone, does not mean that someone's sad. Like I've had so many people um, with their life ending, including myself, where they were alone and completely fulfilled. And so it's like a small group that you just like love to death, love to be around and a connection with the land, the connection with earth, the connection with nature. And I just, to me, it's a good reminder. And I, it's another reason why I feel so thankful um, because I'm not in trance when I'm leading the session, but I'm certainly not boots completely on the ground. So I am like taking this in on a deeper level. And I mean, the way I inhabit my life has completely changed since doing this work uh, in ways that I'm still waking up to four years later, which is pretty cool. Then in my sessions from there, if there's any trauma, any blocks, anything that's weighing heavy on them, we'll do some energetic releasing or healing or questions about that. And then we move to a space of spiritual guidance. And that's where I talk to their spirit guides and their higher self. And I ask, you know, why did this client see this life right now? And what I think that does is it takes the pressure off me (laughs) as a facilitator, because it's not me. Like, I believe I'm the trumpet and like their experience is the music coming out of the trumpet and like something else is operating through me. So I don't, it's like also fun for me as a human to get an assumption check, like, Sometimes I ask that question and I think, why would they be shown this life? Like, what the hell am I even going to, you know, or sometimes I'll think they were shown this life because of X of what they said, you know, at the beginning. And, and a lot of times the answers will be so like 
even deeper or even richer than that or even wider than that. And it's just a really cool reminder of like how much of our life is so integrated. And we think work is separate and exercise is separate and family is separate. And it's like, uh, 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 it's all the same, you know, like, um, and so from there, we, I asked questions if there was something that they wanted, that's kind of like their mini, uh, psychic session where I say, bring questions that are either related to your intention statement or bring questions that you would like want to ask a psychic. And so it's a way for them to kind of give themselves a psychic reading. So I'm asking them the questions and they're not going into their memory. Now they are essentially channeling. They're getting that information from their higher self and their spirit guides. And you know what always cements this is when people listen to the recording, because I always share an audio recording with the client of the session. So often they will be like, I remember the past life scenes. I do not remember um, the spirit guide part of it. And it's like, that's because you were channeling. Like you were elsewhere. Like, I think that we can learn to remember that stuff. I've learned to remember that stuff. But when we're first doing that, we're channeling. I don't ever say that to a first time client because I think people would be like, whoa, I have, you know, there's like a lot of negativity or like, I can't do this around channeling. And so that's, what's pretty cool. And then we, you know, end the session and I send them notes and I send them an audio recording and they can go back and listen to it or not. I love going back and listening to mine to see, I always pick up something new to learn. And it's interesting for me to see like, God, at least I'm not that fucked up anymore. Because sometimes, honestly, sometimes I feel like, oh my gosh, this evolution process is moving so slow. And the only way I can track my progress is by like looking back on past sessions and being like, oh, not that bad. <laughs> yeah, I totally, I totally get it. I go back through either past sessions I've had or even my journal and it's just like, okay, all right. Like yeah. sometimes it feels like we're taking three steps back, but we're not, we're <laughs> not, we're not. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay to feel it all. Yeah. Wow. Wow. The, the channeling thing totally get, it's like you're, you're vibrating at too high of a vibration for you to consciously yeah. understand. Oh. Yeah. And that's crazy that you say that. Cause I actually was just listening to a different podcast episode where a client of mine was taught a different podcast where a client of mine was talking about her experience in a past life regression with me. Wow. And she actually, speaking of the vibration, had actually encountered these light beings who were there at her conception. Oh. And they've been like kind of communicating her since she was a kid. And she was like, what are these memories? I need to start figuring it out. And so when we were together, it was like, she was talking like, uh, 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 like, I'm like, as a facilitator, are you in pain? Are you okay? You know? And it was finally, she was like, their vibration is so intense. Like you can hear it in her voice. And then, um, so we had her like put up a barrier or ask them to like step back a little bit further. So she would be more comfortable. And the moment we did that, it was just like, huh. And then she was able to get all of this information, which is so crazy. And another thing I want to say before I forget is that like, I also feel like I'm okay that I've done, you know, a hundred plus episodes about past lives. I've created a career about it. Like if I, if someone next week proves me that it's all made up and totally fake, honestly, I'm even more impressed. Like I could make that up. Like, holy shit. Like the, the stories and the nuance and like the common threads between past lives and this life. It's like, 
that's actually almost more impressive to me. <laughs> yeah. I, I say all the time to, to that note, I'm like, you just can't make this shit up. You just can't. <gasps> yeah, you can't. The, the past lives, synchronicities that are just like, yeah, it's like our higher selves or spirit guides are like, we're going to make this so fucking clear. <laughs> yeah. She cannot say anything when, when, when her ego starts to come up and question it and doubt it. Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Yep. It is. Yeah. And that's actually, it's, that is all I say to my clients. Like the first time clients, it's like, just relax and observe, just acknowledge what comes to your mind. However it comes to, comes to your mind and like the weirder, the better. And I had a client recently who was like, I don't know, I'm swimming around on the ocean floor. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> are you looking for something? Are you running from something? Are you, what are you doing? And she goes like a long pause. And then she said, I'm just going to say it. I'm in a past life regression. And I was like, if not here, when (laughs) she goes, I'm looking for mermaids. (laughs) And it actually, the way she described these, she was like, they're like mermaids, but not the way she described it in my mind. I was like, is this a Selkie? And I don't know much about Selkies at all. And so after our session quick, I Googled what does a Selkie look like? And I sent it to her and she was like, holy shit, that's what I saw. And she had never heard of a Selkie before. Mouth, jaw on the floor here. Yeah, I totally... It's wild. It's wild. And yeah, you can't you can't make this shit up at all. Um, yeah. And what like, I will say also... Okay, sorry to interrupt no, you. What I will say too is like almost the biggest, wildest healings and shifts come from really simple, quiet, joyful lives. And a lot of times we, people come into uh, past life regression and they think like, oh shit, I know I'm going to see some bad shit in my past lives. <laughs> yeah, you could. And you can also set the intention to see a life that will help you insert, get more joy, love, peace, gratitude, whatever it is that you're looking for. Because sometimes I feel like when we're gripping and we do things that we don't like, it's almost like the grip is what we need. And so we just have to exchange it out quick. Like, and these past lives can do it. So instead of gripping a fear of failure, instead grip a fear of like, oh, I know how to do this. Oh, I know what that felt like. And it moves from like a knowing to like a, the way I am, like a being, like a total being, which is, which is so cool. So it's like, you don't necessarily have to see a traumatic life. And if you see a boring life, those are oftentimes almost the most healing which is cool. Yeah. Well, I want, I want to see a boring life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I've don't seen, have very seen, many of those. I, I've seen, I've seen some, some doozies and yeah. Um, not anything I can't handle, but yeah. Well, you know, I looked at the time. Was, was there anything else that you wanted to like feel called to talk about Gina or wrap up before we start to close the show down at all? Can I ask you a question? Yes. So when you think of your past lives, is there a past life that you try to embody like the strength you had in that life or just the power you had in that life? Is there a past life where you, where you kind of like, are like, I need more of that woman in my life or more of that person in my life? Yeah. I mean, there, there's one where I came over like from England to the United States, like colony days and she was this teacher and she wasn't. I was wasn't able to really go 
and teach as much as she wanted to. Like she kind of had these principles intuitively, like what we're talking about, like with like power of emotions, law of attractions, like that kind of stuff. But she was a school teacher and she wasn't like, she only could take it so far. So I, I hold her with me because I'm like, we're, we're going for it. You know, we're here. We can, we can teach this. And I'm still looking for it. There was this, I'm literally going to a crystal store tomorrow. So of course, there's this pendant that I had on that was kind of opally looking that I would always wear. And I've been, every time I go to a shop, I'm, I look, I'm always, what am I called to? And I had this regression, like probably in 2020, maybe 2019. And I haven't found So maybe tomorrow will be the day that I find it. I don't know. We'll see. But there was this, this, this like little brooch that I would always wear. You know, I think it's so interesting because I'm not incredibly visual. So it's a lot of just like knowing or kind of foggy visions, if anything, when I'm actually experiencing a past life. But what I think is so cool is like not often, I mean, it's pretty rare actually. And it's actually happened a couple of times in the last, I don't know, this year. But when cool, badass women have like a past life and no matter what happened in that past life, it's like every once in a while, a piece of jewelry will stick out. Like yeah. um, her, uh, Wendy, she has a podcast called Light Always Wins. And she saw a past life regression actually in Sedona when I did the group past life regression. Mm-hmm. And she said she saw, she had a ring that was shaped and carved like a coffin, but it was smoky quartz. And just like imagining that, imagining the pendant you just described, it's just like, shit, I can't wait till you find that. I know it's getting powerful. And then I had, um, and it was kind of hypnosis. It wasn't really past life, but the session I had a few months ago and emerald came through like the energy of an emerald, like a green emerald. And like, I would see these past in this life situations or patterns and why this was all created to bring me here. And then it was like the whole scene turned into this huge emerald and it would start, it would crack and then it would shatter and like this light would come through. So I've always been really drawn to emeralds. And it was like this really beautiful healing session based on that energy. And I've wow, never experienced that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just like, yeah, you were probably in trance. I mean, I, oh, I was, I was yeah. <laughs> gone. <laughs> but I love, I love it. That's, that's the point of it is to be able to tap into that subconscious power that, yeah. you know, now we think that we're really maybe only using 5% of our conscious mind, right? Nine, uh, 90, 95% of it's subconscious. And there's a lot of wisdom. A lot yeah, of wisdom I, in there. yeah, I completely agree. Just kind of like that idea of like, if I touch a hot burner, like my hand's off of it before I'm even thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. And I just think it, it's so interesting of like, okay, well, where is the subconscious mind? Even those conversations to get like yeah. real freaky, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wild. Yeah, we, we, that's a whole nother podcast. We'll have you back on to talk about where is the mind? Where is the subconscious? Does it really exist? I don't yeah. have any answers, but I, I don't either. But <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Thank you so much, Gina, for coming on. I had such a wonderful time getting very witchy together today. Um, how may we, the listeners, as a huge act of gratitude, be of service for you and return today? So I, I mean, I call her my great mother is like, my mom is earth. (laughs) And 
I just, her and I have such a great relationship. She's actually got a wicked sense of humor. And one of the things that I, I think, one of the things that I know that she misses is people roaming her and appreciating her. And so that is what I always tell people to do. And I do a lot of stuff on the regular that helps me that I'm not comfortable like giving advice. I'm just not comfortable giving advice, but I would say time alone and time appreciating nature is, is, it is way more beneficial than we will ever know. And it will change your life. And that's all she wants. She just wants to be appreciated, you know? So, yeah. Beautiful. And I was outside multiple times today appreciating her. Oh, good. And uh, hugged a few trees, literally. And I just, I'm always reminded of the abundance that life is, nature is. If you feel any lack in your life, just go look outside. I don't care where you are in the world. Nature is so abundant and realize that everything is always provided for. And to not only that, but just feeling into the different energy of all the plants, different places, earth itself. It's just, I mean, I hugged two different trees today two different energies okay. one felt like a big beautiful like docile elephant like very big oh, just grounded and the other one I was like this is some type of vortex because I'm like energy just shot up my body from my heart to my crown is swirling so I mean this is what we talk about in witchy wellness radio you know <laughs> I'm so happy yeah yeah yes. oh my gosh that's so great so go go give uh, go give our great mother a hug give just her give some, her some love. love yeah oh well thank you so much for giving us so much love here today. It was such an honor to chat with you today, Gina. Oh my gosh, it was so fun. Thank you for having me. And remember, open up, surrender, trust, and let your body lead the